Bezrat Hashem, we're going to continue with our lessons of um, as the Beis Halavi brings down on what it is to have real Achavas Israel. So we're going to continue. Today we're going to talk about peace, Shalom. How, how great is peace? <clears throat> so therefore the promise was issued that before the future redemption there will be peace in the world. The scripture says at the end of Malachi, that behold, I send you Eliyahu the prophet before the coming of the great and awesome day of Hashem. And he, Eliyahu, will turn back to God the hearts of fathers with their sons and the hearts of sons with their father. So, for since this hatred is the basis of exile, therefore, before the final redemption, there must first be peace. Must first have all of us, shalom. And the Gemara, at the end of Uksin, the sages stated, the Holy One, blessed be He, did not find a vessel that could hold a blessing for Israel other than peace. So since the success of the children of Israel, it's not dependent on battle, but only on the means of the study of Torah and their drawing near Him, near to Him, may He be blessed. And all of this is possible only by means of peace. So the scripture also states in Devarim, he became king over Yerushalayim. So when the numbers of the nation gathered, the tribes of Israel in unity. So it was at the giving of the Torah for about all the journeys of Israel in the wilderness. It is written, they journeyed and they encamped in the plural. But of Sinai, it is written, Israel encamped, singular. So therefore, one does not have a vessel able to hold a blessing for B'nai Israel, except only with peace, with shalom. So here, I want to continue, and I want to talk about Eliyahu Hanavi, and him being the ultimate, ultimate peacemaker, so Rav Yonasen Abishutz um, writes that when saying the blessing of Hashiva Shoftenu, bring back our judges, one should have in mind that when Mashiach arrives, we will have a Sanhedrin once again. Why don't we have a Sanhedrin today? So Moshe Rabbeinu gave smicha ordination for judges in the wilderness. And those judges gave smicha to other judges. And that continued until the time of the Bekta Mikdash. So now we no longer have smicha. The process cannot be reinstated since one can receive smicha only from someone who himself has smicha. And thus the chain has been severed. If so, how will there be ever a Sanhedrin again? So Rav Yonasen Abishutz explains that there is one man still alive today who was ordained by Moshe Rabbeinu himself. And that man is Eliyahu Hanavi, who was taken to Shemayim while he was still living. And he is still alive. And therefore, when the proper time comes, he will be able to ordain others. So in the blessing of Hashiva Shoftenu, we ask, return our judges to us and remove from us worry and groaning. A Jewish court system brings peace to the world. So when Mashiach comes, all the disputes will be resolved, whether monetary, interpersonal, or any other type. 
So the establishment of a Sihendron is another way in which Aliyah Hanavi will bring Shalom to the world. Additionally, Chavos Ya'ir writes that Eliyahu Hanavi will resolve all unanswered questions in the Gemara, bringing clarity to Allah, which is another aspect of peace that he will usher in. And what is the vessel for all the blessing, the vessel for all the best, for all our blessings, which is peace. So peace is the source of all blessings. And we find this concept in many places. The final blessing of the Shmona Esrei is Sim Shalom, establish peace. After we recite a detailed list of blessings that comprise requests for wisdom, repentance, health and livelihood, etc., the conclusion of all our prayers is a request for peace. So similarly, the final blessing of Berkas Kohanim is for the establishment of peace. So in the Yaleveyavo prayer, as well as in the fourth bracha of Berkas Amazon, after a list of many blessings, the final one is for peace. And also, the final Mishnah of the Shisha Sidrei Mishnah concludes with the statement, Hashem did not find the vessel to hold blessing for the Jewish people, other than peace. So without peace, Hashem's blessings have no vessel to contain them. And therefore, after a long list of requests, we plead for peace, the source of and repository of all blessing. So Shabbat too is called Shabbat Shalom. Since Shabbat is the source of all blessing, therefore Shabbat must be a day of peace. In Parashah Bechukotai, the Torah lists numerous blessings that benefit one who fulfills the way of the Torah. And amongst these are rain at its proper time, fruitful harvest, satiating bread, and security from enemies. And following these blessings, the Torah states, and I will establish peace in the land. So Rashi asks, why is this last clause necessary? Didn't the Torah already bless us with food and drink? And Rashi answers, without peace, there's nothing. And from here we see that peace is the source of all blessing. So to be, in other words, united, united in a dut, like the stars. So when Hashem promised Abraham Avinu that he would merit to be the father of the Jewish people, he said, gaze down, gaze now towards the heaven and count the stars if you are able to count them. And he said to him, shall your offspring be? We see this in Bereshit. The Midrash comments, from where did the Jewish people merit the Kohanim's blessing? Like this shall you bless. From what Hashem blessed Abraham Avinu, like this shall your offspring be. This Midrash seems quite perplexing. And it's a connection between Hashem's blessing to Abraham Avinu and the blessing of the Kohanim to the people. The Kasaf Sofer explains, our sages teach, that the reason that Hashem compares the Jewish people to stars is because just as the stars are at peace with one another, so too the Jewish people. The Kasaf Sofer points out that this blessing of Rekha Kohanim is in singular form because in order to merit the blessing of the Kohanim, the Jewish, the Jewish people must be in Adut. We must be united. So thus, by means of comparison to the stars, we have the ability to unite as one, and only through this unity do we merit the blessings of the Kohanim. So even the blessings with which the Kohanim bless us can be achieved only through peace, only through shalom. 
And also, I want to bring also down that the for the the Beis Halavi explains that peace is the source of all blessing. For with it, one achieves closeness to Hashem and His Torah. Alternatively, the Chida offers an insightful thought. Hashem has abundant blessings that He wishes to bestow upon a person, whether due to His own merit or to the merit of His ancestors. However, each individual has committed some sort of sin. And the prosecuting angels brings up those sins in effort to prevent these blessings from coming to fruition. So one who pursues peace is always talking positive about others, merits that the midah kenege midah, measure for measure, the prosecuting angels will not be able to speak negatively about him. So thus peace is the source of all blessing. For one who is at peace with others will receive the blessing that Hashem has in store for him. So based on this, the Chida explains an interesting wording that the Mishnah uses. Hashem did not find. It would seem as if Hashem was searching for a vessel to hold the blessing. So the answer is that Hashem is prepared to bestow the blessing upon a person, but he is searching for a segula amulet to utilize so the prosecuting angels will not restrain the blessing and Hashem found it he found it what is it shalom peace peace so peace and blessing cause shell bracha the Gemara states that one should give his wife to drink from the cause shell bracha the cup of blessing that was used for Barakat Amazon. The Gemara states that by drinking from the cup, his wife merits blessing. However, the Sheiltos say that the reason to increase Shalom bias, peace in the home. It's also, it's for that reason. Seemingly, these are two different reasons. However, they are really one and the same. Because if someone wants to merit blessing, he must first establish peace. Since peace is the vessel that contains all the blessings. So interestingly, the Benishai quotes commentators who explain that the vessel that holds peace is the cup that one uses for Berkat Amazon. So when the Mishkan also was built for the first time, the Torah states that the tribal leaders donated six wagons and 12 oxen to pull the wagon. And there were 12 leaders. That would mean that every wagon was donated by two men. So why did they partner in their donations? Couldn't like have each one afforded their own? So the Sephorno explains it was a symbol of their brotherhood. Because of that brotherhood, they would be worthy to have the Shekhinah dwell among them. And the verse states in Devarim that Hashem became king over Yeshurun when the numbers of the nations gathered. The tribes of Israel in unity in Adut. So Sephorno here is teaching us that when two people become partners in an endeavor, they are united. That's a sign of unity. But if sometimes, but sometimes people want the sponsorship just for themselves. They crave the honor, recognition, and anything like that. So here, however, the two leaders of the tribe said, we are in it together. We will each give half. And that's what Hashem wants. Hashem wants that people partner in doing good things. So similarly, Rav Yosef of Trani, the Maharit, writes that Hashem specifically wanted the Mishkan, his dwelling place to be built through a joint effort of everyone's donation. For most of the Mishkan, each Jew could donate as much as his heart desired. 
but for the Adanim, the foundations of the Mishkan's walls, Hashem commanded that each person must give the same amount. And that's because the foundation of the Mishkan was required to be made with perfect unity. And only then could Hashem's presence dwell in it. So based on this concept, the Chidah um, offers a new explanation of why the verse that speaks of loving your friend ends with Ani Hashem, I am Hashem. When Jews love one another, there is unity, Agdut. And then Hashem wants to dwell among us. So therefore, one must love his friend, for I am Hashem, which means my presence will rest upon you. So here, guys, we have to take a lesson from Harsinai. The Beis Alevi teaches that in order for the Jewish people to accept the Torah, it was necessary that they be united. It's well known that the sages teach us that Hashem chose to give the Torah on Harsinai because it was the most humble of all the mountains. And this idea... Accords with the theme of the Jews' unity. The primary reason that people don't unite with others is because they're arrogant. Someone who is humble doesn't view himself as better than anybody else. And so, therefore, he easily gets along with everybody, he gets along with others. So, that's why Hashem chose to give the Torah on Har Sinai, the humblest of mountains, not to reward Har Sinai, but to serve as a lesson for the Jewish people to teach them that they should be humble, as was Harsinai. And in doing so, they would be able to unite with one another, thus becoming worthy to accept the Torah. So here, also the Baal Shem Tov makes a similar point. The first Mishnah, a Avot, states, Moshe Rabbeinu received the Torah from Sinai. So the wording of the Mishnah seems perplexing. Did Moshe receive the Torah from Harsinai? Harsinai was the place where he received the Torah. It was given to him by Hashem himself, not by Harsinai. So the Baal Shem Tov explains, the Mishnah is teaching us how Moshe, how Moshe merited to receive the Torah. He merited it because of his humbleness. So thus Moshe Rabbeinu received the Torah from Harsinai, from the lesson of humbleness that he learned from the mountain. And though it may seem shocking, Rav Chaim Velozner Write something incredible. If someone today would have the same level of humility as Moshe, he would merit the entire Torah just as Moshe Rabbeinu did. In the Haggadah Shel Pesach, we recite the list of Dayenus, thanking Hashem for all the acts of goodness He did for us, right? So one of these deeds is, he had He brought us close to Har, to Har Sinai, but not given us a Torah, it would have sufficed us. The age-old question is, how can we say that His kindness would have been enough for us if we have not been given the Torah? Of what benefit would it have been to merely stand in front of Harsanai and then depart empty-handed? So, Rav Avraham Shor explains that we generally translate uh, to mean, had you brought us close to Harsanai. But he reads it as, had you that brought the people close to one another in front of Har Sinai. So this process of bringing the Jewish people together in unity was a prerequisite for the Torah. And so therefore we thank Kadosh Baruch Hu for that as well. So now we go, what's the purpose of the Torah? What's the purpose? As the Beis HaLevi teaches here, without peace we could not have accepted the Torah. There's, it would not have been possible. But not only is peace a prerequisite for the Torah, 
it's the goal of the Torah as well. The Rambam writes that if a person does not have enough money for both of the candles of Shabbat and the candles of Hanukkah, he should purchase the candles for Shabbat because the purpose of lighting Shabbat candles is to bring peace to the home. And if there's no light, there's no peace. So people will stumble in the darkness and arguments will ensure. And he says that we can see how great Shalom is because in the process of testing a sota, Hashem allows His holy name to be erased in order to bring peace between a husband and a wife. So when a man was suspicious of his wife and accused her of infidelity, the parasha of sota was placed in water, causing Hashem's name to be erased. And this serves as a form of truth potion, revealing whether the wife had sinned. If the test proved her innocent, the husband's doubt was removed forever and peace was reinstated in their home. So thus Hashem allows his name to be erased in order to bring shalom. So Rambam continues in how great is peace that the entire Torah is to bring peace to the world. He proves it from the verse in Mishle, its ways are waves of pleasantness and its pathways are peace, from which that all roads in the Torah lead to peace. This is a very, very strong statement. So this concept would seem problematic because the Gemara states, I created the Yetzara and I created the Torah as its antidote. So it would seem from this Gemara that the purpose of the Torah is to fight the Yetzara. And furthermore, the Vilna Gayon writes that the goal of the Torah is to bring us to Bitahon. Bitahon, which is trust in Kadosh Baruch Hu, trust in Hashem. So this leaves us with a seemingly contradiction. What is the purpose of the Torah? To bring peace? To fight the Yetzirah? To bring us to Bitahon? So in truth, there is no contradiction. Because if one has Bitahon in Hashem, one gets along with others. And ultimately with himself, Bitahon gives a person peace of mind. And when a person has peace of mind and is not constantly distracted and frazzled, one is able to fight the Yetzirah. Indeed, a Mesilas Yeshayim teaches that a tactic of the Yetzirah is to rob one of his peace of mind. For without peace of mind, one cannot control his actions and will slide into sin. Not only does peace of mind enable one to fight the Yetzirah, but the outcome of conquering the Yetzirah is peace of mind as well. So one who doesn't give in to his desires and is in full control of his thoughts Speech and actions is a true man of peace. So we could see how great peace is. Peace is everything. It's one of the names of Kadosh Baruch Hu. Shabbat Shalom also. It's Shalom. It's one of the names of Hashem, I tell you. Having peace and unity with between everyone is something that is actually very, very important. In Shemaim and to Kadosh Baruch Hu himself. Why? Think about this. If Hashem allows his name to be erased for the sake of of peace how important do you think peace is to Hashem think about that if Hashem Isparach himself allows that his name should be erased for the sake of peace who are we that we can think we're somebody that we should allow ourselves to be a, a person that won't allow a, a, a peace situation to occur that we want to give ourselves that reason and be right and have that kavod because of whatever the thing is that because of that it should not be any peace there should not be peace how can they do this to me how can this person 
you know, saying such a thing about me. How can this happen to me? And therefore, it's 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 uh it's me that is happening. I'm the one that's hurt, and I'm the one that's affected, and it's me, 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 I, I, I. So when we get out of that I state, out of that state of ego, false ego, false ego, and we get into the realm of what is what is adult and what is peace and what is actual true i'm telling you true be down and our creator there is no more i i we we because we understand that everything that's happening is only happening because hashem willed it so that everything that's happening in this that's happened is not because this person or that thing did this it's because hashem did it and when we start to realize that hashem is the one that controls and runs the world and he's the only one that makes anything and everything happen in our life then there is no more i i me me they did no it's it's between you and carlos Baruchu. that means that the only i that you're going to have an issue with is the fact that you need to do some type of heshbon nefesh and some type of teshuva which is causing whatever's happening to happen so it's a matter for you to look if you want to look at yourself and you want the i and you want to grow in the we me 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 then look at yourself inside and do a heshbon nefesh and see where you can do chua and see where you can do a, a a, a, a correction and where you can come out to be a better person and there's nothing better in the eyes of Kodosh Baruch Hu than peace I'll tell you something else and talking about a person that mabaters someone when a person mabaters someone or something they raised to they're raised to a higher level in Shemaim in other words when a person mabaters in such a a, a, a a discussion or an argument or there's something that's happening and it's causing a disruption of peace there's no shalom but a person sees that maybe he has the ticket to bring shalom all he has to do is mavacha whatever the situation of the person is he is held in such a high esteem in shamayim that the gates open up very wide for him very very wide the blessings that will come his way are too much to count he doesn't even realize or she doesn't even realize what effect to mevater in a situation for the sake of peace will do that's how important it is for us to bring peace guys very very important always important to if you can mevater the situation and bring shalom do it if you can do it for the sake of just peace do it Arona Cohen was known for him going tent to tent and bringing peace above among people and he he married a Baruch Hashem one of the reasons why he married it also to be the Cohen Gadol was because of his nature was just to bring about peace this is precious in the eyes of Hashem guys more so that peace brings Agdut and that Agdut is what we need to have we couldn't receive the Torah on Mount Sinai if it wasn't because we were an Agdut we could not because the Torah in itself is loaded. All essence of the Karosh Baruch Hu is there, and Karosh Baruch Hu is peace. He's Shalom. So why would he give his Torah, which is pure Shalom, to a nation that's not united, that's in disunity? He doesn't. And so that's why when we were on Mount Sinai, we were there. We were at the humblest of mountains. We were in a desert. There was nothing there. There was no Gashmiut. We were all there together, standing together on mount sinai ready to receive that torah we were one we were one with hashem we were an adult so what's going to help us right now what's going to help us in these times where we're living right now in the times of today where we're literally at the heels of mashiach i don't know we're like in that ninth hour like what they say not ninth but sixth hour sixth hour we're we're right there we're an arab shabbat Arab Shabbat, right going into Shabbat, which is the most tightest, most most contradicting, most you know fierce hour of the day. 
and you can have peace and you can have Agdut. You just created a beautiful fountain of blessings to not just shine upon you and your home and your family, but also into the world. And we have to think of how precious and we have to know, not just think, have to know how precious that is in the eyes of Kadosh Baruch himself. So that being said, in terms of Havas Israel, and we always like to give like a little bit of a talkless thing for us to do today, find a situation that you're involved in or situation that you know of and try to inject peace. Try to inject peace. Or if you're involved in a situation that doesn't seem or that's not going well and is creating some type of disunity between you and your fellow Jew, be mevater. Be mevater for the sake of Shemayin. And you say that I'm going to mevater myself for the sake of Kalosh Baruch Hu, For the sake of peace. And then watch the miracles come into your life. Watch your flow into your life. And not only that. You can do it to bring more brachas and miracles into this world. So with that being said, thank you every, everyone. Bezat Hashem should have a beautiful, beautiful day full of abundance of shalom, of peace, of adud, of simchas. And we should all be close together and be in one so we can give Kadosh Baruch Hu nachas in Shemaim. So we'll continue with these beautiful lessons. Bezat Hashem with a lot of siyata nishmaya tomorrow. Baruch Adonai. Amen ve Amen.